Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. Today we only have four pennies. Is myself and Timmy. I think that's two in a row without mock, right? Yo, yo, yo. Four Pennies Podcast. We're here. Are we going to phase out mock? Like, where is he? He hasn't even replied to our text. Oh, looks like it's happening, but he, he does have two little kids. We each only have one, so we'll give him a break this time. But if he misses the next one... I don't know. It might be over. Yeah, if he if he misses the amount of time that he misses is more than the amount of kids, then he has no excuse. Who else has two kids? Does uh, does Dishaw? Dishaw has two. Dishaw, thank you so much. Dishaw and Farmers Insurance is going to be our presenting sponsor for our third year doing the podcast. Nice. So thank you again, Dishaw. His phone number is two one four seven two nine six four six two. Give him a call, a text, a FaceTime, leave him a voicemail. He'll give you a free quote or consultation regarding your home life and auto insurance quote today. I personally have life insurance through him. I think you did some research with him with some home insurance. Is that correct? Yep, it is. Yeah. And the cool thing is, if you mention Six Pennies podcast to Derek Shaw, 214-729-6462, he's going to hook you up with a fat P-H-A-T discount. <laughs> Man, right. Albie, you're bringing the energy tonight. You had a, a couple uh, nice beverages before this or what? Yeah, I, I do before every podcast. That's oh, the only okay. way to record. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so today is going to be a hodgepodge of different topics, uh, kind of like a miscellaneous, a, a mailbag, if you will, that we, we made up ourselves. I like the way you put it. It's like the weekend report for SNL. So yeah, it's like the weekend news update. Here we go. Yes, I'm going to ask you a few questions or a few topics, and you just we'll just speak on them. Are you ready for the first one? No, I'm not. You're just going to go through like some random news articles or news stories. Yes, yes. So as okay. of June 3rd, we're recording this June 3rd at 10 p.m. Earlier today, someone who was very wealthy actually walked into a Costco and bought a $400,000 <laughs> diamond ring. What would what? you do? Like, how do you react to that? $400,000 diamond ring from Costco. Uh, it's, it's quite shocking. I mean, that's by far the most expensive thing that they that they are able to sell, right? Can you imagine anything that was similar? Don't they sell cars on, like, Costco.com or something? Yeah, but not a $400,000, yeah. right? So it's yeah, no, right. 10 carat, 10.03 carats, VS1 Clarity, uh, diamond platinum solitaire ring. So it's no halo. It's just it's just a solitaire ten carat diamond. What would you buy instead if you had four hundred thousand dollars just laying around? Oh, there's there's way too many things. I, I think you've gone too high on that one. I mean, you pretty much buy a house with that kind of money, or or depending where you're living. Uh, but I I got a question for you on this. What is the most expensive thing that you bought at Costco? Oh, like lobster tails. Maybe Whoa. that's the most. <laughs> you never buy electronics or furniture or. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. So when I first moved about into TV, my house, man. yeah, when I first moved into my house, it's uh, coming up on four years now. I bought a 70-inch Vizio TV, and at the time it was like just under $1,100. That's a solid deal. Uh, mine's also my TV, which I also bought when we moved into our house last year. Um, it's a Samsung TV. It's you know probably about a thousand eleven hundred bucks as well around Black Friday. But what is the most? So you already mentioned lobster tails. What is the most expensive nonsensical or like 
abnormal thing that you bought at Costco besides lobster tails? So I, I haven't pulled the trigger, but I'm for some reason I've been really big on like outdoorsy things. So like um, playgrounds or like a, like a tool shed just randomly. Like for some reason I just <laughs> I just love what Costco has. Like when you go to Costco in the middle, right? You have the books, the clothes, and because it's summertime, you have like all the floats and camping gear, and then you have like all of this outdoor stuff for your for your backyard and i always walk through those aisles i don't know about you no they got some amazing stuff patio furniture grills they got like they got llama floaties they got all sorts of weird stuff in there (laughs) llama floaties yeah yeah even like the uh the big like 10 by 10 it's not a tent but it 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 basically replaces like yeah, like your your patio. Like that would be really nice to have. And it's like we a have, thousand bucks. Oh, I don't know which one you're looking at. I, I think we've definitely looked at some outdoor like patio umbrellas, um, which are very enticing to us because we have a, a patio with no seats and no shade. So it'd be nice to get that. Of course the problem is that we have to get a couple chairs and a table with it. So we don't really have the, you know, spare funds to do that right now. But I do enjoy looking over there. They have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, one thing though that that always interests me is the humongous teddy bear. Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen it. It's like is a, it's this like still eight, around? Eight foot teddy bear. I I've seen it. Uh, not not in the last couple months, but I definitely have seen it at my Costco in the past. And that is a very nonsensical thing to buy that I'm sure our kids would love. But I don't think it's even that expensive. It's like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, Costco is is amazing. Jay Z is actually the first billion dollar hip-hop artists how do you feel about that i'm gonna run down his portfolio for you from a high level so the ace of spades champagne he has about 300 million dollars worth of that okay uber he has a small equity in uber 70 million he has a cognac um that is about 100 million called duce and then his music catalog is worth seventy-five million. Rock Nation, who he um, you know co-owns, is seventy-five million, and real estate fifty million. So you add all that up, and it's a billion dollars. How do you feel about that? I I think it's impressive because there's so little of it that is tied to his music, which is really where um, you know what he's known for. And that's just the the amazing part about diversifying all your assets, which he and like other celebrities, athletes have have been doing over the years. I'm kind of surprised that, uh, that he's the first billion dollar. Uh, I guess it makes sense. I, I thought maybe like Diddy would be up there or something. I, I don't know who else. Yeah, it was, it was between him and you're right. Diddy and also Dr. Dre. Oh but yeah. J- Dre, of course. Yeah. But, but Jay-Z ended up being the first one. Man, how much did Dre make from beats? A ton, close to a billion. That's insane. That's that's impressive. Um, all right, shout, shout out. You're to right. Jay-Z. Like if you're you're worth if you're worth a billion and your wife is worth I don't know a few hundred million, but only like eight percent of that is because yeah. of your music. That is impressive for sure. All right. right, next story. Next topic here: live action movie Lion King. I think we both love the original back in the yes, mid '90s, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I think uh, we both. In a previous pod or a previous um, article, we wrote about how it's it might be our number one Disney 
animated movie of all time. But oh, absolutely, you, it is. Yeah. How do you feel about them? You know, doing another redo, and it's a live action. And the big news today, as of June third, is Beyonce plays Nala. Oh, did, was that not announced before? I guess it was big because we actually finally heard her in a trailer. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, they—I mean, they always have all the, all the voices, all the actors and actresses on the, um, like IMDb, IMDb page beforehand. So I'm, I'm surprised that the first time we've seen it. But I don't understand. So how is it? What does live action mean? It instead of like cartoons, it's CG, I guess. Oh, so it's like a CGI animals. Because like Seth Rogen is Pumbaa and. Donald Glover is Simba, so it's just their voices on on seemingly live animals. Correct. Eh, I'm not I'm not really here for that. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. I'm not that interested. So, on a scale of one to ten, that's really just like a one on your care factor. Maybe like a two. two? I give it a okay. two just because it has has a pretty big star, uh, a lot of star power there. I, I am also interested though in in Aladdin. Um, I don't know if you watched that, but Mock would uh, Mock probably saw it already, right? It's got Will Smith. So Lion King obviously higher than Aladdin. Okay. But uh, Aladdin's actually higher than than you would think. I think it's hmm. like a like I'm definitely gonna watch it in the theaters. Really, so. you're definitely gonna watch Lion King in the theaters. That's saying a lot. Yeah. How many? Uh, okay, so before you had Amelia. How many movies did you typically watch in a theater in a month? And then how many since she was born? So before Amelia, it would be like two to three a month. Wow, so like, that's almost every week. Yeah, so like almost every other week, basically every other week. Wow. Um, and then with Amelia, I don't think we've seen a movie yet in the first four months. Let me think. Oh, <laughs> well, Endgame, Endgame, Endgame. Four months. I watched Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so when you watch two to three a month, did you have, like, um, how much were tickets? So I love matinee shows. So if I have, like, a three-hour window during my work day, I would just go catch a movie. What a life. I miss that. (laughs) But I I do also watch only matinees pretty much. I mean, on Fridays when I have uh, the the day off or or 980s, I'll I'll try to catch it on on Fridays. But, man, I wish I had that three-hour gap anytime. All right, next big uh, big news story today is James Halshauer. Have you heard of him before? James, is it the Jeopardy guy? Yes. So James, Mr. Halshauer, he won 32 straight events, and it ended today. The streak ended today. Oh, he lost? He lost. He actually just fell short of Ken Jennings. Oh. Uh, total earnings. So Ken Jennings earned a total of $2.52 million during his run in the mid 2000s. Um, And so James fell short by 58,000. How impressive is that? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed. I thought he was going to blow it out of the water because he only, uh, I think Jennings had to, had to win like 75 in a row or something. And, um, and, and this guy, James is only in his 30 so far. He's just like, the, he's, his max scores have been so much higher than anybody else that I thought he was for sure going to pass it. I wonder what happened. Obviously, he was he's definitely going ham during like the daily doubles and stuff, right? Yeah. Have you read about his strategy? No. What is it? Well, I mean, as as um, as the show has progressed, it used to be that 
uh, contestants always went straight down one category at a time uh, from from lowest uh, dollar amount to highest. But what happened was that um, Jeopardy, I think, or somebody put all of the um, archives of Jeopardy questions online and like what has been done on every single episode ever of Jeopardy. And so data, um, it's really the, the money ball aspect has been used for contestants to train. Yeah. So they're trying to, they've figured out that most, the majority of the, uh, um, the daily doubles actually come more towards the bottom, uh, the more expensive clues, not the most expensive, but, but kind of the third or fourth most, ex- uh, highest value clues. And so contestants started jumping around the, the board, trying to hunt those down and then betting big money on those. And what they found out is that, or what we've discovered is that most of the Jeopardy contestants actually know like almost all the answers. Um, so when they do a daily double, there's a high chance they're going to get it right. So it's a really good bet for them to bet a lot of money. Uh. But because they all know the answers, it's really a game also of skill in the buzzer because you have to push, yeah. press the buzzer um, – after Alex finishes the question, only after. Otherwise, you're penalized for like a quarter second or something. So there's a lot of training that goes into it. I, I heard that James, um, you know, like rigged up his own like fake buzzer so that you can like get the timing of how Alex answers his, or asks his questions and stuff. Uh, so a lot of skill involved. I'm just, I, I guess my my biggest question is, um, if you were on Jeopardy, um, there are uh, what is it, 25 clues on a board. How many clues do you think that you would know the answer to in uh, any given round? On average, probably like 25%. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, five out of the 25. Six or seven of them? Five out of 25, that's 20%. Five out of 25 is 20%. Yeah, so five to seven, yeah. I'm pretty confident of that. Wow. Um, One day we should have a trivia matchup and see what happens. I don't think I'm very good at trivia, but I can't imagine consistently getting like seven in every round i think maybe like four or five at the most all right next sponsor and uh thank you for them i actually just got back from from tasty tales in richardson texas um they have amazing specials every day alcohol specials as well as food specials they are um doing live crawfish i know the season is about to end it's it's june now but get your crawfish fix in before it ends. It's live. It's never frozen. Um, it's open from 11 to 9 on most days and then 11 to 10 on Friday and Saturday. Again, there's drink specials, happy hours from 3 to 7, Monday to Friday. There's Thursday, Thursdays, there's Sunday, fun days, and a lot of new items on their menu. So please check them out at Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas, just right off uh, Central Expressway, Highway 75. Um, and then the, the very, very cool, neat thing there is if you dine in and you mention to the waiter or the waitress or, or even Michelle, the owner, Six Pennies Podcast, you're going to get 15% off your entire bill. That's Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas, 15% off if you mention Six Pennies Podcast. Man, you so go there all the time, huh? Yeah, so we're, when we were talking about Jeopardy, it reminded me of last week. So I had a bunch of people over to watch game one of the finals between the Raptors and the Warriors. Ended up being a really good game because the Warriors lost. And everyone I I invited, I made sure they were not pulling for the Warriors. We actually all stayed after the game because we flipped it to ESPN, hoping for like a post game. But it was showing the spelling bee contest. (laughs) 
And the great thing about the 2019 Spelling Bee contest is that there were eight winners. Never, first of all, there were never been done before where there were more than one winner after 20 rounds. But for some reason, these 12 and 13 year olds in 2019 um, ended up going through 20 rounds, 18, eight, eight of them. So that means that each person or each child is getting $50,000. That's pretty Whoa. legit, right? That's impressive. I, I mean, I guess if it's televised on ESPN, though, they have plenty of money to give more than more than fifty thousand dollars. Or I guess for eight people, it's fine. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't I, I ESPN that it. paid it out, though. You're right. Like it would be the purse would be much higher if it was a large television network like that. But it was scripts like the book. Oh, right. Yeah. I I mean, can you really have eight champions, though? I I don't know. They just kind of ran out of time or people got bored right i mean why would they stop they they all eight of them uh held up the trophy um <laughs> it was very it was like very cool to watch a uh, second thing is like during that final round when you know that there's eight people left let's say you're one of the eight the the just think of the pressure that builds up because you don't want to be that one person that doesn't get the 20th word right yeah. So you sure. don't want, yeah, you don't, yeah, you want to be, you don't want to be that one kid that gets it wrong. And then also like, you don't want to make it all the way to the last round, even if it's not eight people, right? You don't, you don't want to make it all the way to the eighth round the last round and then get the word wrong. But you can just imagine as each kid goes to it and like uh, successfully spells the word like the next just imagine the pressure for the next kid it's so crazy that's true. That's true. and so like so like me and my friends who are there for a basketball game we ended up cheering much louder for this spelling bee <laughs> contest because it was way more dramatic and way more impressive well it's also fun because you don't have a horse in the race so you just want everybody to win at that point right true and at the eight people three of them were from dallas so we were pulling for those three were you in any spelling bees when you were younger? Uh, I was. I remember in fifth grade. Because they did your class, right? And then the winner of the class would go to like the school spelling bee or something like that. Or at least that's how we did it. I think I made it one time into the school spelling bee. Um, yes. Probably got, like a, probably got like a couple or a few words right. But I guess it's just like, do you? how many rounds do you think our school spelling bees went through? So I ended up finishing fourth in our wow. grade. Oh, so you know and, the language well. Wow. And I remember, you're probably not going to believe me, but I misspelled the word on purpose. Uh, well, do you know the word? Periodic. Why? You just got bored? No, I didn't want to win. I don't understand like, what I, you're saying. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to like be the the person for our fifth grade class to like compete against other schools or whatever. Oh, I just okay. wanted to do it, and then like that's it. Like I didn't want to like represent us. Why so I, I, I knew I knew that I knew that periodic was just period and then IC, but I I did like EC or something like that, and then I just like sat down. Why didn't you wait until it was just you and one other person so that you could? <laughs> So I don't know. Cause I, I, was worried, I was worried. because So even though I was like final four, if I had gotten that word right and then the le- and the next three got it wrong, I would have won. So I was like, OK, never mind. I'm just going to. Oh, so at and, that point, you thought it was likely possible that three other people would miss it. 
Were you nervous about facing people that were going to be even better? Were you just, you didn't want to travel? You wanted to stay home? I just didn't want to represent the the grade for something that is like academic. <laughs> Dang, you, you didn't have that fire in you, huh? I did not. I did not. Will to win. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, um, I, I feel like... Just they call all... me James Harden, man. James Harden. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel like those spelling bees probably only lasted like, I don't know, like eight rounds or so? Maybe 10? Yeah, there's no way I spelled more than 10 words. So I guess 20 is actually impressive because was, at first I was like, 20, that's it. They should just keep going. Like, what, what's the big deal? But I guess if you do get 20 straight and they're all like hard, tricky words, then... Uh, it's not really worth Dude, it. Dude, it was like a 14, it was like a 14 hour competition. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. 20 yeah. is so, impressive, man. Wait, so why did it take 14 hours to do 20 rounds? How many people? Okay. That, I think we're spending too much time on spelling bee, huh? Uh, no, not enough. I think oh, there okay. were a ton of kids. There were definitely oh, okay. a ton of kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also what really like, uh, made us mad while we were watching it was, the Falling? difficulty the difficulty of the words were not consistent oh yeah so, that sucks. that's you know like let's let's say you have person a in round 20 they get like i don't know a super hard word like a 10 out of 10 in terms of difficulty yeah. and the next guy gets like you know, some yeah some like very like french <laughs> spelling of vault or something like <laughs> you know like it's it's very uh i don't know that's, it's, it's not, not fair, fair. Yeah, it's yeah not but I mean, fair. who's the person that gets to decide the difficulty of the words? Like, maybe it's tricky to other people. I don't, I don't know. All right, next topic. <laughs> okay, last topic, last topic. All right, last topic. Have you seen Superbad? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. With, uh, you know, like McLovin and Seth Rogen and all that. Yeah. So today, if McLovin was a real person, he turns 38. How do you feel about Whoa. that? <laughs> chicka chicka, <What>? yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, when did Superbad come out? Like mid, like early two thousands? I forgot I the exact like, date. I feel like it's like tw- two thousand eight or something. Two thousand seven. So two thousand seven. It, it was like twelve years ago. So he was twenty six at the time already. I'm gonna list you a few cast members and tell me your favorite. Um, your favorite actors from this list. Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Emma Stone. My my like personal favorite? Yeah. It's part of Michael Sarah. Oh really? Yeah. Uh I think it would have to go Emma Stone. I knew you would say her. Yeah, La La Land. Gotta rewatch that. Uh do you know who's actually the best supporting character? Um, in the cast, well, Bill Hader's in the show, and he's amazing. But uh, the the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, Andy Samberg's friend, who's also in uh, I Love You, Man, who says, "Give me what you got, give me what you got." <laughs> you uh, love Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I love I Love You, Man. <laughs> All right, before we get to the last topic, let's talk about Avion Realty. Avion Realty is a real estate company that is located in Richardson, Texas. However, if you live in Houston, Dallas, Austin, or basically anywhere in Texas, please look up Avion Realty um, if you're a real estate agent. Avion Realty will provide you the support and infrastructure you need to be a successful agent. 
Avion Realty also offers you a 100% commission plan. If you're in the industry, you already know this is a crazy offer that they're doing. Um, they're revamping their website currently. It's avignonrealty.com. Um, the best way to contact them is just to call their owner directly. It's 469-951-3585. His name is Van Din. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, he's going to waive the first three months of that brokerage fee. That's 469-951-3585. If you want to be a real estate agent or you currently are a real estate agent, please look into Avion Realty today. All right. So the very, very last topic. Let's do it. It's, a, it's up your alley. The series is tied 1-1. Oh, we have basketball. Okay. Yes, we have the Warriors and the Raptors. They're going back to Oracle. They're playing in a couple nights. Um, let's say Kevin Durant doesn't come back. Let's say Clay Thompson is hurt and Iggy is hurt. Is there a realistic chance that the Warriors will lose? Please tell me yeah, yes. Yeah, man, for sure there's a realistic chance. I'm sticking with my prediction. I said Raptors in six, and I'm still feeling it. You said Raptors in seven. That'll work, too. Uh, if all those guys are hurt, I mean, even if one or two of them are hurt, I think there's definitely a good shot that the Raptors are going to pull it off. They uh, they won a game six in, in Milwaukee to close out the series. I don't see why they can't go to, into Oracle and, and steal a game back. How do you feel? Are we going to have a good Kyle Lowry game? Because we need one. I think there's going to be a good Kyle Lowry game. Um, I think it's coming probably in game four. That's That's my hope. Uh, yeah, my MVP pick is not it's not coming through for me. Oh, he was your MVP. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. But right now, there's <laughs> there's no there's no MVP, right? Nobody has really stood out. It's it's definitely not Steph. It's either well, yeah, Steph has not been good. I mean, in game two, it was probably Iggy. Maybe yeah. I guess Draymond's been pretty consistent, really good actually. Uh, game one was Siakam. I mean, uh, Kawhi's been like solid, but yeah, nobody's like stood out yet. Clay kind of had a, think, a big, had the big uh, second, third quarter in in game two. Do you think Kawhi is more hurt than people realize? Because he's moving really slow and awkwardly. I think there's just some circuits messed up in his uh, in his system right now, and we'll fix that, and his little robot will be totally fine. Just like a software update, like Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he forgot to upgrade to the new iOS. iOS 13 is coming out, right? Oh, no. iOS 13, dark mode. So we both agree that Toronto still has a shot. Fred yeah. Van Fleet is still playing out of his mind. I like that. Looney is hurt, too, which is kind of yes, key serious. Yeah, even though DeMarcus is back. Um, with that being said, go Raptors. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Six Pennies Podcast. Just tell Siri to subscribe to Six Pennies Podcast. Takes five seconds, and you are automatically subscribed. You don't even have to listen to us. Secondly, please check out our social media. So, Facebook, the Six Pennies Podcast. Twitter is Six Pennies Pod. Instagram is Six Pennies Podcast. We're getting a lot of traction on Instagram recently. So we're going to do an Instagram-only giveaway in the next Ooh. couple days. Yeah, nice. look out for that. Um, and as always, iTunes, SoundCloud, tune in. If you have extra time, please give us a review. Five stars. Thanks, guys. <laughs>